Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hey, hi, I'm Dr. Fucking with me is. Yeah, tell alcohol. That's me hitting a plastic cup filled with vodka and club soda. I'm on a diet. Yeah, all right, bro. I'm very proud of you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right we're, we're, we are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. You know what that yeah. means. Yeah. It's, we're going to fed people. It's pimp time, motherfuckers. Yeah. Here's we're finally. Go ahead. We're we're finally paying people off for last year. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just the other, you know, it's just your ordinary greatest podcast on the, on the universe. Yes. Uh, a podcast so good that people were actually, uh, hate, uh, were so jealous of us that they threatened if they asked us to the Rock and Pod Expo, uh, they won't go. Yeah, I, I don't want to mention people by name, Joey Heine from uh, Cock Sucks 10. Uh, uh, but, uh, 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 Rock Strikes Ten. You got it wrong. I, I, I understand the mistake. It's very legit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the podcast is so bad it doesn't even suck cock. Yeah. Well, it uh, does, but it has a lot of teeth. Okay, bye. Uh, yeah, but we're back. We're back, and we are we are doing uh, episodes uh, for everybody who donated last year, and we are in the middle of donations for this year's podcast. So please, the link is up on the page. As you are hearing this podcast, get on there, donate, get your episode. We are honoring everybody's uh, donation. And uh, fucking A, dude. My computer's up and running. Everything's okay. I haven't had a nervous breakdown in a while. We're getting back into it. This is exciting. Yeah. Yay. Yay. I'm hey, what very excited. What better way to get into it than an iTunes review? iTunes review. There's still going to be iTunes reviews, right? When... Uh... Apple gets rid of iTunes. That's what I'm worried about, dude, because that's the only thing I like about Apple. I fucking detest Apple, but I like iTunes as a music platform. Uh, But, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been asking questions. Oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. We're just going to roll with the changes like your favorite band, REO Speedwagon. We're going to roll with those changes. One of my favorites from the 70s, that's for sure. Great song, too. That's from the 70s. I, I do admit that is a good song. As soon as you are able, woman, and I, I am willing. Make the take that we are on the break of. My cup is on the table. It's full of vodka. And Ian's yeah. gonna drink it for this podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, REO, that's, bitch. That's my favorite version. Rest in uh, peace, uh, Gary Richrath, who they just put a bench up for him somewhere up in uh, where are they from? Louisiana? I mean, uh, uh, Illinois. Uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah, there's a, Illinois. There's the a Memorial the Gary Richrath bench and uh, I think that's fucking awesome. Gary was very underrated and he was amazing and rest in peace and let's hear that iTunes review. Alright, well this one is a five star review uh, from Liam uh, Reader or Router uh, I'm I'm horrible at pronunciations. On vodka. 
Exactly. But it's entitled Funniest Podcast Ever. <laughs> He's right. He is. And Liam says, and I quote, I've been listening to this podcast since 2016, and I've been laughing ever since. The two hosts, Ralph and Ian, are true music fans who just like to have a good time. I love listening to them and take uh, talking to them on the Facebook group. I've listened to the Poison Up, uh, Poison Open Up and Say episode, and it was the funniest thing I've heard in years. Fantastic podcast, five stars. Fuck yeah, thank you, Liam. I know who Liam is. He's he's on our page. Yes, yes. Well, we have a couple of Liams. There's more than one Liam. You think you think they're both from England? No, no. Because okay. no. I, I I don't know. I was under the impression maybe Liam was just a British name. I well I I, th- I think one Liam's. Uh, from England, and the other one just, you know, grew up with pretentious parents in the States, you know? Mm. Well, okay. You never, you yeah, know, yeah. Hey, 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 this is coming from a fucking Ian, you know, when there was no fucking Ians in the U.S., you know, because I, I had pretentious parents. So you think his parents pretend like they're Madonna? Yes. You, you know, Madonna pretends she's from England. Yeah, she did, but that was so 2010. Okay, I don't keep up with Madonna. Yeah, well, you should. I you should. should. She's she's not looking that great lately though. Really? I, got, I haven't got seen a... her in like uh, since she was British. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's go into news. And what do we got in the news this week? All right. Phil Anselmo says he doesn't feel like doing uh, super joint anymore, and wants Kirk Weinstead to be involved in uh, Downs Nola celebration. I actually saw the video of that interview. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, well, yes, I did. you're more astute than me then, okay. Do talk. Uh, well, he didn't really go too much into, um, you know, No More Super Joint. You know, he talked a lot about the illegals and uh, how he wants uh, Kurt to be part of the, the down uh, anniversary. But he didn't really dwell too much on these two little things. He talked about a lot about more about the illegals and, you know, the kids that never got to see Pantera and how they get excited when he goes use my third arm and shit like that live and, you know and uh, that's pretty much it you know it's 20 minutes long but I'm sure there's more involved oh they talk a lot about boxing okay well yeah well uh, I've talked a lot with uh, boxing about with Phil the night he hit me uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't agree with him on one point it's like I love super joint ritual and I saw like the first couple tours when it's what people would consider the classic lineup. And I also saw him with the newer lineup. And it's good, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have that same vibe uh, without Fazio on drums, without Hank the Third on bass. A little bit distorted. It kind of became a new beast. So I understand why you might want to take a break from that. Uh, As far as down, yes, bring back Kirk. Bring back, I, I love Bobby, who's on guitar now from uh, Honky. Awesome guitar player, but with Down, you need Kurt. You really do. Uh, so I, I, I hope there is like the classic lineup, uh, if you will. And depending who they want to put on bass, I mean, God, it'd be great if fucking uh, Big Sexy Todd Strange is there. You know, I, I, it'd be awesome if fucking Rex was there. It'd be awesome if fucking uh, 
Oh my god, he's gonna fucking kill me for fucking up his name. Bobby uh, Doll. No, not Bobby Doll. Oh my god, I'm having a I'm having a terrible brain Chris fart here. Chris not. No, it's not Chris Sinzak. It's uh, god damn it, he played with Crowbar. He play, plays with fucking uh, Saint Vitus now. Oh my god, he gave me shit when I met him for not acknowledging him as the bass player for Down. Oh my god. And you know it's fucked up, I'm not gonna edit this out. And I know. Him, and send him a link. I know, I know, oh my god. And even a little timeline, hey, check out, go to this part. I know. <laughs> I feel so, god damn it, you know who you are, and you know I like you, and you know we drink beer together. But god damn it, the bass player for Down now. I know who he is, that's just making, like, making you look bad. Okay, bye. Uh, but yeah, him. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see some nice anniversary shows for, uh, for Down, man, because fucking Nola, dude, that, what a landmark fucking metal album we've already talked about, and it deserves a tour, I mean, it deserves something to, you know, support that shit, and, uh, yeah, I hope that happens. All right, well, Ricky Faulkner wants to, Richie Faulkner, I should say. Wants to thank everybody that came out and rocked with uh, Judas Priest on the Firepower Tour on the second leg. And oh, well, we, well, you're welcome, Richie. I, I think yeah. I speak for Ian as well. Yeah, he's talking to us because we saw the first date of that tour. Sure and uh, and holy shit, how about the Lucky Sons of Bitches on the second half of that tour? They got to see him play Hot Rockin'. Mm. Oh, oh Very man. cool. Very cool, and I, I'm, I'm very mad at Bill Wang for not going to this show. Who? I talk, that guy, Bill Wang. Oh, I, I, I talked to him for months. I was like, oh, God, you got to go see this show. And uh, he didn't get to see Hot Rocket. Dude, I would have loved to see Judas Priest. Hell yeah, I saw him do it on the Angel Retribution Tour. Because I oh, was yeah? never lucky enough to serve the Point of Entry Tour. So they played Hot Rocket, yes, on the Angel Retribution Tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, 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 well, I think I, I saw him on Ozfest, but I think that was before Angel of Retribution came out. I think they did that right before they got to. Uh, yes. They, yeah, that was just when Rob rejoined. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. I love me some hot rock. Oh, well. Kesara. But I know uh, Edwin Canestracci went and saw that shit in L.A. And uh, he was loving it. He posted it on the Facebook group. So, fucking bully you, brother. You got to see Hot Rockin'. That's badass. Nice. Well, here, here's something that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, Dave Ellison, Jr., the bass player for Megadeth, who is going to be at the Rockin' Pod Expo 3. Oh, my God. I'm so glad he's going to be there now. Because originally, Dave was going to be there, and he had to cancel because of uh, he was going to be on tour with, with Megadeth. But then, unfortunately, because of, of Dave Mustaine's cancer, uh, you know, his calendar's kind of open. So he's going to be at the expo. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to talk to this motherfucker. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. But anyway, he said he was not a big fan of uh, Ozzy era Black Sabbath. Like, his era of Black Sabbath is Ronnie James Dio. And... I got to say, while I find it a little bit odd, it's not an anomaly. I know a lot of people that are like, you know, oh, that's my era. What do you, what do you think about that? As, as a man who 
Black Sabbath is your be-all, end-all. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't care. Uh, I know a lot of people out there get upset when somebody we look up to or somebody's in a band we love slams a band. Or he didn't. I even, I actually even heard that interview. Uh, I heard that that audio. Uh, he did say, you know, he owned Paranoid, one of the first songs he learned how to play, but he was more into the Dio era. Um, which, you know, uh, ooh, good, good for him, man. Hey, man, any era of Sabbath is good. I mean, I just think personally the greatest lineup of Black Sabbath is the first lineup. I mean, to me, that's the only Black Sabbath. I don't consider, I consider the Ronnie James Dio era heaven and hell like they properly name later. Uh, Ian Gillen as the Born Again band and, uh, you know, the Seven Star featuring um, uh, Glenn Hughes and uh, head, no, what is it, the Eternal Headless Tire uh, Purpose Forbidden Band. <laughs> there you go, as the Tony Martin era. So there's, you know, and you can you can say, okay, the Tony Martin era kind of sounds like, you know, the Dio era, but you can't tell me the Born Again era sounds like any fucking era, and the first era sounds like any fucking era. Those were the two most, well, no, you also have to throw in Dio in the equation, because when Dio was in the band, it wasn't a, there wasn't a copy, a copy band yet. So, the, Black Sabbath, I think more than any band in the history of music, other than maybe the Beatles, but the Beatles stayed the same lineup. But Black Sabbath has turned into so many different, like four bands. And it, to me, they all worked. The Dio era worked, the Gillen era worked, and most of Martin era, I think, fucking worked fine. And I love the Glenn Hughes album. Uh, it's just, but there's only one Black Sabbath, dude, and it's the one that David Ellison can't get into. And, right, well, for, and for, yeah, you know, whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck. All well, I know is I like what I like. Let me let, let me ask you this: uh, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules versus Blizzard of Oz and Diary of Madman. Oh, you know that's a tough one. I mean, that's so neck and neck. But again, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give the edge. Well, Heaven and Hell, I have to say, is better than Blizzard of Oz. I mean. Because I just think that. And I even think, you know, you know, if Blizzard of Oz had the same production as Diary of a Madman, I probably would have a hard time picking which one's my favorite. But I think it's just the production of Diary of Madman makes it much better than Blizzard of Oz. And Mob Rules, which I think is just as good as Heaven and Hell. Just as good. Maybe Heaven and Hell, uh, you know, a, a pimple better. But I, it's, hands down, I got to go with Diary. Diary is a goddamn masterpiece. So is, but you see, Diary has this epic fucking classical element that you can hear on Heaven and Hell. But Mob Rules is a fucking metal ass album, you know. And it's pretty much, uh, but I have nothing bad to say about it. But all I can say is, you know, the title track and Randy Rhodes. That's why I like it more. Interesting, and I gotta say, I agree with you a thousand percent. Rare, a rarity. Right a rarity. on, right on. Not that I give a fuck if we agree or if fucking Elson likes the original lineup. You know, I wish the rest of the world would think that. So many people get so... I, You know, I haven't read comments on that Dave Ellison thing, but I bet you there's a lot of Black Sabbath nerds. Yeah, I know. There's very 
It's hard to believe, but there's a little amount of Black Sabbath nerds out there. Nowhere near Kiss and Iron Maiden nerds. But I guarantee you some original lineup fuck nuts will be like, oh, fuck you. Now I don't like you because blah, blah, blah. You don't like a band I like. I'm an insecure little fucking uh, anti-homosexual. I mean, anti-hetero. Whatever I'm trying to say, Ian. Hey, you're the one on vodka. What's going on here? Uh, I'm just sitting here drinking. All right. Well, next story. All right. Uh, been a lot of posts about uh, this new Static X tour. Uh, Why the fuck are we talking about this band? Uh, well, 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 that's uh, something I want. I want to ask you about. Uh, I I am a Static X fan. <laughs> I, I I do like Static. Not X. that I care. And uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Who, who's singing? You know, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff. And it's so weird they're touring without. You know, Wayne Static is dead. Uh, were you ever a Static X fan, or is that totally off your radar? Hey, keep talking, fan. I don't know nothing about this band. This is your deal. You see, I love you, Ian. You like Static X. Talk about them. Don't you get me mixed up in this bullshit. All right. Uh, I, I do love Static X. Uh, you know, particularly the first album, Wisconsin Death Trip, I love a lot. Uh, and there were some other albums after that. You know, some I love, some was like, eh. Uh, I I do like that they're doing this tour. I don't know who the the singer is. Some people say it's a dude from Dope or whatever. I don't know. I like the audio clips that I heard. Uh, and I did I didn't see him. I don't know if I saw him once or twice. I know for sure I saw him once. Open up for Power Man Five Thousand. Oh, I saw that band on Ozfest. Keep going. And, and uh and man, it, that that was one of those rare episodes like where you see an opener blow the headliner off the stage and wait, you know, wait, who, who was the headliner again <laughs> exactly who no exactly. no tell me i forgot for real no i, I knew we were going uh power man 5000 okay power man 5000. And, yeah and, that's and a I, lot of competition there dude yeah yeah i know and, and i like power man 5000 <laughs> but Stat- static x came out and just i mean just the intensity uh you know the, the crowd everything I mean, it was one of those examples where, like, the the headliner came out, like, uh, okay. And it reminded me, I mean, okay, this is a very uh, poor example, but kind of the same thing. My my father saw Jethro Tull and Led Zeppelin open up for for Vanilla Fudge. And it's kind of the same thing. He's He's like, by the time the headliner came on, you were like, yeah, nah, nah. And I saw the original lineup of Static X put on an amazing fucking show. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you got the Static X thing going, you got the fucking deal hologram going. You know, it's like, it's not the original thing, but it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And uh, I think I'm going to go when the Static X show comes to New Orleans and it is coming to New Orleans. Uh, I think I'm going to check it out. Right on. Because uh, I, I, I dig the band, and from what I've heard, whoever's singing, whoever, I don't give a fuck. He sounds close enough, and I like that, you know, it, the musicians that actually played the music are still playing, you know. It's kind of like a last-in-line kind of thing. So musically, it's going to sound the same. Vocally, it might be a little bit different. But it's honoring, uh, you know, the past. So uh, I say, fuck it, I'm going to go. 
I'm gonna go, but I, I, I can tell you're not a big Static X fan. Yeah, so. fuck what I think. Go. All right. Well, let me go to the next page. Ah, Steven Tyler joined uh, Paul McCartney for version of Helter Skelter in Las Vegas. Did you watch the video of that? No, and believe it or not, I saw the thumbnail and haven't clicked on it yet. Yeah, me either. Okay, so case of rock. I'm sure it was awesome. You know Steven could still hit those fucking crazy notes like that on Helter Skelter, so I'm sure. That, and McCartney, I mean, he even still does it good. And his, his fucking old age, and you know, his voice, you can, have you noticed? Well, McCartney's voice has uh, deteriorated some, but when you hear his voice, it sounds like an old man trying to sing, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. It's Paul McCartney. He's a it's motherfucking Beatle. No, but that's that's what makes it special. It's like, all right, you're not singing like you used to, but you don't. You're not croaking like Paul Stanley. You're right. actually using your real voice. It just sounds a little more uh, elderly and frail as you sing it. And I think there's something so adorable about that. So right on, Paul. That's right, people. And I'm sure Steven Tyler probably did the screaming part. You know. When I get to the top of the side, uh, I feel you! All right, well, here's a very disturbing story uh, that I, I think we're still getting conflicting. Uh, uh, I didn't say that right. Conflicting reports on what the fuck happened. But uh, apparently, Stephen Adler stabbed himself in the stomach. Yeah, I heard conflicting <laughs> stories about this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's people saying it's a suicide attempt. Uh, people saying it was an accident. Uh, uh, what's your take on this? Well, I don't know, but I, I, I did see uh, both reports, and it, the, it was one of his representatives said, Representatives? Yes. Dude, the, the vodka's like coming through my microphone over here. Keep so. bound smoking them joints? I ain't smoking weed. What are you talking about? Oh, that's me. Come on, you're, you're retired now. Uh, nobody knows that. Oh, okay. Thanks bye. for letting that out. Gee, uh, I hope I remember to edit this part. Oh shit. But uh, anyway, so uh, they? oh, uh, his representative came out and said uh, that it was an accident. That and it's and and uh, the stab is kind of minor, but right, but. I mean, not minor enough to not throw you in the hospital. And as far as I know, he's still there, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know what? It, it's like one of those things like, uh, you know, read the initial headline. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Poor Steven. Jesus Christ. Get your shit together. And then when I read, like, things saying, hey, this shit's getting blown out of proportion, uh, you know, it was a minor cut and it was an accident. I'm like, well, that shit happens too. Uh, Steven Adler is a guy I'm pulling for. You know, I'm really pulling for that. I hope he gets his shit together and keeps it together, man. Because he just seems like a really likable guy. I that's agree. Just, I agree. That, 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 that's just in a horrible position. I mean... He's in a horrible position in life where you did this one thing that automatically puts you in legendary status, but doesn't necessarily keep you there. And that's got to be, like, mentally, that's got to be a hard thing. This guy is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though, you know, we, we, we piss on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but 
look, look, look what he's doing to make ends meet and everything. So it, it's not an easy life. Uh, and, he, and he's fighting for his sobriety. He's done all this shit. And, you know, and then you got Axel who's like, oh, he's crazy, he's crazy, he's crazy. And then something like this happens where you're like, oh, shit, okay, this is what Axel's talking about. But, it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you want to pull for this guy. You want to be like, God damn it, Steven Adler. You know, because he is, he's like a fucking, uh, he's like a Peter Chris or a Joey Kramer. You know, not, not the best, but he's got this fucking sound that you love that you identify with and the band has never sounded the same without well, it. Well, I said I've said it a quadrillion times. To me, the most uh the, the most signature sound of that appetite for destruction has everything to do with Steven and Duff. I think the rhythm section to that band fucking magnified what those other threes could have done to those songs. Right. They had they had fucking magic behind them. And right. once he was out, it was gone. Right, and what I'm saying, though, is imagine, like, you know, you're part of that magic, but, you know, the powers that be kick you out of it, and, you know, you already suffer from addiction problems, and you have, you know, all kinds of other shit. I mean, that's a, it, it, it's it's a hard life. It's one of those things where, you know, you have fame, but it doesn't reward you. Well, Shut well, uh, no, don't tell me, hey, you're not the boss of me. Okay, bye. Um... Uh, but, you know, I don't know if you've heard this story, and I don't know how true it is, but I do remember reading one of the main reasons he was kicked out of Guns N' Roses was selling, not selling, but giving bad heroin to then Axl Rose's wife, Erin Elverly or somewhere like Oh, yeah, I could see that happen. That was the story I heard somewhere, and that's that was like, you know, before that, you know, they were warning him, hey, hey, and he was, yeah. you know. He was but, hot, hiding heroin behind the toilet and shit. And but you know what? It. You know, there's talk about like you know the girl you hear mo- moaning during Rocket Queen was Axel fucking his girlfriend. So ah. if he, so if he gave bad heroin to fucking Aaron Everly, uh, I consider that you know fucking hey, that's fair play, dude. Nah, man, he should have just shot a load on inner eye. I mean, that that's fair play. Heroin's a little, a little more than that. But then again, you're talking to somebody that would share his girlfriend. Exactly. So you wouldn't understand. You're too pussy with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a romantic. Mm. <laughs> see how romantic you are when I'm banging your girl on video. <laughs> while, I'm, while, while I'm recording my version of Rocket Queen. Oh, oh God. I'll, I'll end up playing tambourines for Sebastian Bach. And then yeah. later, then later on, you'll give bad heroin to my then girlfriend, and I won't give a fuck. Yeah, and then I'll give myself a paper cut and call the police. When you give bad heroin to my fucking uh, girlfriend, you're staying on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fire you. And that's love. And it'll bring a lot of good killer stories. All right. It'll suck if she dies, though. Then you know, uh, you yeah. can still stay on the podcast, but I really don't want to talk about it then. Shit happens. I know. I'll be sad and shit. All right. Well, well you'll still uh, be my buddy, bro. What did you know? You didn't know it was going to kill it. <laughs> well, next story. Rudolph Shanker fires back at brother Michael. Well, it's about time, huh? What's it been, five years now? Yeah, and says the only one he has to blame is himself. And uh, I got to say, reading this article, I, I'm definitely... 
I, I shouldn't even say like coming down to this article. I've always uh, sided with Rudolph because I, I find Michael Schenker a very disturbed, fucked up individual. What do you think? Well, yeah, I agree with you there. But at the, at the same time, I mean, come on. There's uh, certain people out there are complete scumbags and then they do something. Then they didn't do something to get blamed for it. It doesn't make them, it makes them like they did it, right? So, uh, but, you know, I can't say. But if we were going to go through the jury of the public eye, then I'm totally with you, Ian. He's flaky. Yeah, I mean, mean, you got to say, for somebody who's been in and out of so many bands and can never hold the same lineup together, at a certain point, you got to say, maybe it's you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, maybe. You know, but you know, I know, I know. Herman did have a lot of things to say about Rudolph at one point too. So you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe a little bit on both sides, but maybe more of the weight on the Michael Shanker side. Yeah, I would but, say that. But 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 you know, I mean, it's about time I started. Uh, you know, like a couple years ago, hey, go. What the fuck's wrong with Rudy? Why won't he talk? And it makes him look guilty, don't it? No, I, I I agree. There's kind of I was torn on that. Like one part of me is like, okay, he's taking the high road, and another point's like, well, stand up for yourself. Uh, but finally, it seemed like he stood up for himself, and I gotta say, it seemed a little bit credible. But I, that's just going by, you know, the past. Look at Michael Schenker. I mean, has he ever done two fucking albums with the same lineup? Can you imagine? Can you just imagine if Michael Shanker had all this shit together and he would have never left the Scorpions with Love Drive? Oh, I, gar- I guarantee you all their albums would have kicked ass. Oh my God, and we wouldn't have to hear that. Purple Horseshoes, Orange Clovers, See, Love, I missed, to, love I the Love. Oh God, that fucking horrible fucking Love oh, the Love t- bullshit. No, you're t- I'm talking about, dude, you're drunk as fuck. I'm talking about if, Rudolph, if Michael joined the Scorpions from Love Drive up till, up till now. Oh, whatever. I'm saying, how great would it be if he wasn't in UFO? No, that's not true. It, it, it's really good he was in UFO because they have really good songs like Love to Love. Oh, they have one good song called Lights Out. I yeah. like that one. That's a good song. The rest suck. Would you like to uh, Would you like to give a little advertisement to your vodka so people know not to drink it? Oh, yeah, don't drink this shit. McCormick Vodka, the cheapest vodka you can buy. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the cheapest vodka that uh, Lee Gertzman doesn't endorse. Because <laughs> okay. I'm sure Lee's found one that's cheaper than mine. So stay away from that, kids, unless you want bad taste in music. There you go. There you go. What else? All right. Uh, well, have you seen this thing that Metallica's been doing the last couple of years where... Uh, where Kirk Hammett and uh, uh, Robert Chihulio go out and they, they do a cover in every town they're in. Are you familiar with this? No, oh, yeah, I actually saw them do it, you know, when I saw the Orlando show. There's a little section of the show where they both come out. I can't remember what they did in Orlando, but what they do is they play songs from wherever country. Like if they're playing Ireland, they did Whiskey in a Jar. Right. If they play uh, England, they'll do some British band. You know what I mean? Right. Well, recently uh, they were in London and they played Killers by Iron Maiden. Did there you watch you that? No, that I didn't even know about. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, consider yourself lucky. Okay. One uh, day, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. You know, okay. you know, dude, I think they should stop doing that because 
I've seen some really shitty ones, and I can't tell you offhand what they were, but I would watch them. Oh, they did Wonderwall at one show, and it was so bad. And yeah. I guess Manchester. But, uh, and, and a bunch of other ones. I see it, and it's, I don't know, dude, I mean, come on. They're playing some songs that you're so used to. It's like, dude, get the whole band out here so we can hear lyrics, you know? Right. Well, that, that's kind of how this one was. Cause, and I watched this one because nine times out of ten songs I don't even really care about or don't care enough to hear a cover of. But I'm like, okay, they're doing Iron Maiden Killers. I got to check this out. And uh, the bass playing by Trujillo, I mean, geez, the, the, the dude is a master. A master. Uh, you know, I'll even go. He's probably the best bass player that was ever in Metallica. No disrespect to Cliff. Uh, but god damn you hear these guys trading vocals and what really killed it for me is Kirk trying to do the guitar version that is clearly written for two guitar players he's trying to do it on one guitar and you got it out of the big four would you agree with me on this he is the worst guitar player out of the big four hmm let me think dude really worse than Kerry King yeah Really? I don't know about that. Uh, I'm talking technical. I, I I like Carrie's solos more, even though they're very much one-dimensional, but I'm judging Carrie from the first album to seasons. Um, I think Kurt is a bit underrated with the... Because, you know, he uses the wah-wah a lot. It pisses a lot of people off. And, and, of course, you know, you go from Dave Mustaine to him, it doesn't look good either. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you, I listen to shit like the solo on Creeping Death, uh, A Dire's Eve. You know, he, he does a lot of cool solos in the early days. No, and, I mean, he's got, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not trying to totally hate, but I'm saying out of the big four, I would put him at the bottom. Well, I, technically I wouldn't, but, uh, uh, yeah, if I had to judge them by, you know, just the way they play, yeah, I, I would pick, you know, Kerry King became stagnant after seasons, but... Everything under, yeah, I put that above Kirk. Yeah, but I'm just saying, uh, Kirk, you know, in, in this instance, where you're covering a song where there's two guitar players, this man is not Dave Murray and Dennis Stratton, or, or I'm sorry, in this case, Adrian Murray, yeah, in one guitar. It just sounded very weak, very lame. So it sounded yeah. like Adrian Murray. Ouch. Yeah, come on, get me, fucking Maiden Nerds. Fuck you. Ouch. Kurt Hatton uh, better than both those players. But uh, it, it's one of those things where, where, where you I... You hear I, what I just said, Ian? Let me repeat yeah. that. No, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, but I should uh, repeat it so I can cause a lot of controversy. Oh, shit. Oh, you you already you already pissed people off. Dave you. Murray and Adrian Smith is not even as good as CeCe DeVille alone. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that that's coming from the newest member of Three Sides of the Coin, kids. So address your. Yeah, hey, I, I was fired from that show. So. Oh, oh, really, really? Yeah. I, I I smell a ratings ploy. You know, a lot of people say this is the best I, thing. I, well, I should say I smell a ratings ploy if Three Sides of the Coin had ratings. <laughs> well, anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. I put up a video on my Almost Human thing, and I said, is everybody really a sellout? And I gave examples of, you know, who, you know his name. I couldn't remember his name offhand. When Mick Taylor quit the Stones, yeah. the Stones asked somebody that said no, and he recently died. Who was that? Uh, Roy Gallagher, I think. No, no, it was like uh, 
started Jeff, with a, Jeff Beck was no, it was it, it was somebody I never heard of. It started with an M. Well, anyway, that guy refused to. So that was my example. There's not and Bill Ward, uh, Robert Plant. You know, Robert Plant can make a gazillion dollars right now. Is up when you. So not everybody's a sellout. And I got a comment of some guy going, you know, by you being on on three sides makes you a sellout. Now, how is it possible that I have more ratings and viewers than them, and I go on their show and I'm a sellout? Isn't that the opposite? Yeah, yeah, no, that that that's just freakish. Uh, Kiss nerds. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what you call it because who who gives a fuck about three sides? No offense to three sides, but Jesus Christ. Right. You know, you're on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. What the, why the fuck are you lowering yourself? Well, fuck that, man. I, I, I'm I'm the first one to say it, and I've said it. You know, if you ever heard me on that shit, I'm always saying we're the best fucking podcast on three sides. Don't think I go on there being little bitch boy. Well, I would know if I listened to that shit, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, trust me. I go on there and I plug the shit out of our stuff, and I plug the shit out of our listeners and tell them how rabid they are and how they made us win uh raise the most money and podcast oh, yeah. king oh, i yeah. bring all that up on that show well well i mean it, it should be said i mean by the time this aired a lot of shit's going to change but we just put up a fundraiser uh for this year's expo which we won the first two years uh far and away we raised the most money i always brag about our, our listeners how you know they raised the most money for the rocket pot expo and how they helped us win uh the podcast kings and how rabid they are and honestly i mean i can't think of any uh and you know we also have a facebook page to prove it you know we, it's very active and a lot of people yes. are, are really into what we do and we have people man and i hate to leave out people's names but i'm gonna bring up one person's name oh let me hear it james fucking west yes that I guy love that guy Believe me, he's not alone, I, and I and I'm, I apologize to everybody else who does it as well. But man, that guy is constantly flying the red rock and metal combat flag. You know, he's just an all-around great dude, and and there's so many people just like him. And my apologies, but you know who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking James West is a fucking legend, dude. Love that fucking guy. Hell yeah, the man. And if he was here right now, he would say, hey, if you're going to play Killers, you need two fucking guitars. So Yeah, yeah. C.C. DeVille and fucking, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Sergio Mendes. Him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, even he's uh, better than those two hacks and made him. Uh, next story. Dennis Stratton all the way, bitch. Megadeth. Dave Ellison has a solo album coming out, and he reunited with Chris Poland. Uh, for oh, song, nice! That I didn't know. For the song "Hammer," in parentheses, comes down. Uh, I take it you didn't listen to this, huh? No, I didn't even know it existed. I okay. missed that story. Okay, like the guitar playing, not so big on the singing. I can't remember who the singer was. I think it was uh, I don't know. It was like some Avenged Sevenfold type shit or Adrian Smith. Yeah, it wasn't Adrian Smith. I wish it would have been. But, uh... Eh, I, I like the music on it. I like the bass playing. I like the guitar playing. The singing, I'm a little... Ee, but, uh... God damn it, I'm excited to meet Dave Ellison at this year's Rockin' Pod Expo. Yeah, maybe I'll go up to him. 
hum a couple tunes and uh, I'll be on that next fucking album. Uh, I think we're going to talk to him. I think we're going to interview him. I think you're going to hear that on the Rock and Pod. I think I'm going to croon to him. All right. That's going to be on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. You're going to hear that. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Dave. Dave has posted on the, on the Facebook page before and uh, can't wait to talk to him about this. But, uh, but yeah, the, the vocals on this one, I'm so, you know, but, uh, fuck dude. I'm all about Chris Pollen's guitar playing because that dude is a fucking beast. I mean, those first two fucking Megadeth albums, God damn, that, that is some great legendary thrash metal. Oh, that is my favorite Megadeth lineup and he is my favorite Megadeth guitar player. No shit. You know, yeah, Chris Pollen. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I I like that because you got some bitches out there who say Marty Freeman, but I'm Marty about... Freeman is probably my second favorite, but no, no I think Chris Pollen's way better. Uh, you know what? I would almost put uh, I would put Marty Freeman as my third. You know who I'd take over him? Um, not the guy from So Far. Maybe I... oh oh Broadway. That guy no. was awesome. Well, he was awesome. Well, he's good too. But my my second would be uh, the guy who's currently playing with him, the Kiko. Kiko. Yeah, Kiko. Kiko's amazing. Kiko is fucking mind blowing. Mind blowing. Oh yeah, dude. And, and unfortunately, Dy- I have yet to see them with Kiko. And Dystopia is an amazing album. I, lo- Fuck I yeah. love it. Love it's it. A, it's a ten for me, man. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Kiko over Marty Freeman any day of the week. And Dave's going to take me over that current singer he has in his band when I croon to him a little ditty called Fuck With a Knife by Cannibal Corpse. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into this week's review. What do you say? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Time for the haters to collide against me. And I can't wait because I like beating bitches' asses. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bitches' asses. Okay, Sticks Boy. Let's get into this week's review. Ah, Sticks Boy. That's right. I love Sticks. I just listened to Equinox yesterday. Fucking yeah. masterpiece. Sticks it in you. Yep, Sticks. And, uh, yeah, now we're going to review the studio. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash on, on this because I think this album is completely unlistenable and complete horseshit. And there's no music here. It's just a bunch of fucking... I don't know, man. You know, it, honestly, I, I do like, like Raw Power. I don't think it's a bad album. But uh, it's... Dude, what the fuck? To follow that album up with this is fucking... But it's very well loved. But I am convinced the reason why this album is very well loved. Because when I die, which will be way after all you fuckers... Um, they're going to bring me up to either the pearly gates or the gates of hell and say, you know what, Ralph? We tried to fool you while you were alive and put a bunch of people on the planet to lie and say that Funhouse was a good album to see if you would be poser enough to agree with them since everybody likes this album and you stuck to your gun so you're not a poser. Now, uh, come on in and uh, uh, take a look at all these people that love Funhouse being poked up the ass with a fucking iron bar by Adolf Hitler. Yeah, well, I, I disagree. I think you're going to get sent to a fucking rubber room with fucking Fidel Castro. You know, uh, that's that's not nice, dude. You know, I, you know you're know you bringing up Fidel Castro and you know that I'm Cuban. You know, how would you feel if I brought up uh, Mussolini? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, fuck the wops, you know. <laughs> Ian Wadley. Ralph Vieira loves wops. <laughs> yeah, I give it. The only wop I care about is Edward Canestracci. You know. Other than that, uh, you know, fuck him. Uh, yeah, and he's the Trump hater here. Yeah, I know, and I'm the Trump hater. Jesus Christ, I can't believe what you're saying about one of the greatest albums ever made. But hey, we'll get into that later. Better uh, than Raw Power? Uh, I would say yes, but oh, to fuck but, you. but 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 to me, to me, it's apples and oranges because it's a totally different band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also Raw Power is actually good. Okay, all right. Well, you're you're entitled to your opinion. But to me, I mean, there was only two, like, true, if you want to call them Stooges albums. And and that is the self-titled debut in this one, because that's what the original lineup. When you get to Raw Power, uh, Ron Ashton would move to bass, and you had the great James Williamson on guitar, which, to me, and that was even called Iggy and the Stooges, and not the Stooges. Uh, totally different band, different feel. Uh, I love both of those albums. I think they're, I think they're both masterpieces. But to me, I mean, this is just fucking incredible. But uh, I can tell already you have a difference of opinion. But let's uh, let's get into how you discovered the Stooges and what you know of the Stooges. Oh, I knew nothing about this album, honestly. Really? Uh, yeah, I own Raw Power. I do have it. Um, uh, uh, thank uh, Ruben De La Rosa for that. I love uh, that guy. Not something I got in back when, it, in, even in the 80s. It's like discovered in the 2000s. Uh, Raw Power, that is. Uh, Funhouse, I did uh, months ago. Uh, I listened to it months ago when we first got, we were first doing and then, you know, the big, you know, uh, fracture happened that had nothing to do with my friendship with my lover, Ian Wadley. But, you know, a lot of bad shit happened between me and him that we haven't been able to do shows in a long time. So I did this review way back then. I got the notes still. And I'm not going to sit down there and refresh my memory on this crap. I did listen to it twice. I listened to it once without notes, and the second time I did notes. And uh, that was enough for me. All right. So that's how I discovered Funhouse, just months ago. All right. Well, uh, I will say I was raised on this fucking album. Uh, my father was a huge Iggy Pop fan and raised me on it and absolutely love, love this fucking shit. I love Iggy Pop. To me, he's in the top three frontmen of all fucking time. Of all fucking time. And that would be Sir Mick Jagger, Sir David Lee Roth, and Sir Iggy Pop are the best frontmen of all time. Nobody else even comes fucking close not even open for discussion those are the top three that can command the stage that have the presence that have the aura of a fucking rock star uh those are the top echelon uh not to say that that you know there's never been a bad Iggy Pop album or anything like that but to me this is firing on all cylinders and when this was a request uh by Mr. Corey Robertson. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. One of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. And uh, it was one of those, you know, when we had to take time off, this is when I knew it was time to take take time off. 
because we were getting ready to do notes for this months ago. And I was like, oh my God, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I can't even think of anything to say. Uh, that's when I knew I was too fucked up and not ready to do a review because this, to me, is the epitome of fucking rock and roll. This is just so goddamn good and so fucking earth-shaking and life-changing. Uh, this is this is one of the, those albums. I mean, you listen to this shit. To me, this is like running, you know, running through the hallway with fucking scissors. And you listen to fucking bullshit fucking kitty rock like fucking Kiss. And that's like a retard running through the hallway with Play-Doh. <laughs> this is this is dangerous fucking Play-Doh. rock. Yeah, this is dangerous rock and roll that can hurt you. This is fucking awesomeness. This is incredible, like primordial, like, oh, you pick this shit up. This this is real rock and roll. This is everything that it should be. It should be dangerous. It should scare the fuck out of your parents. It should do everything. And to me, it exceeds on all that. One of the greatest fucking albums of all time, spoiler alert, but uh, Ralph disagrees. But what's funny, kids, is we're recording two episodes tonight, and the next episode is like a total flip. Ralph yeah. fucking... Yeah, I Ralph, fucking love it. Yeah, it. yeah, so, you know, but that's what you guys love. You love when we disagree. You love when, you, when we argue, and that is what you are going to get in spades. And I don't mean anything racist by that, you me too, motherfuckers. Uh, he's the Trump hater you gotta yeah yeah and I'm the Trump hater Uh, but oh my god it couldn't be a tale of two more diverse opinions but but I am interested to hear why Ralph thinks the way he does Uh, so without further to do uh, let's go into the first track what do you say here the title track is down on the street what you got Ralph uh, this one's okay. It just plods along. You know, again, no offense, but this music is just not my thing. It does not excite me. It's the same riff going on the whole thing with Iggy just grunting along, and the riff is not very that interesting to me. It's not like Girls Got Rhythm, where it's the same fucking riff the whole goddamn song, but yet it's a killer riff to keep me interested. This one, and I gotta say, this is one of the better tracks on the album. Wow. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I fucking absolutely love this song. I went on uh, Decibel Geek Podcast and did a one uh, an episode where it's like you pick six songs that you want to turn people on to. This is one of mine. I love it. Uh, a great opener. Wasn't supposed to be the opener for the album. For the album. Uh, this is one actually uh, Electra Records said, oh, no, no, this is the one to kick it off. Uh, and I can't say I disagree because I think it's fucking perfect the chug of this song the sleaze of this song the raw sex of this song this is like real real fucking rock and roll and when you hear this song you know when the rip kicks in the great Ron Ashton kicks in if your hips don't start moving a little bit if you don't feel like you know like you want to fuck somebody uh, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, dude. I mean, fucking. Oh, I never that... had a girl pussy with me as bad as the idea. Maybe that's. Oh, maybe that. Maybe that's it either. 
Maybe you ain't fuck somebody as good as I did either. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh I don't know. man, how can I fucking reply that one? That was a good zinger. I gotta get. That's a good All one. Right. That right. was a zinger that you kept my ass quiet. Sounds right. so stuck. <laughs> oh god, I fucking love it. Uh, great song. Well, I'm going to the next one, which is loose. Uh, and hold on, I, I need to, because because as we're doing this, not only am I getting drunker, but the sun's going down, so I gotta read my notes. Uh, uh, oh my god, coming in for seconds. To me, this is a a, a perfect old fucking uh, perfect old perfect old perfect yeah perfect old segue from the second song, man, because it just seems to, like, just flow into the next one. Oh, my God. Just great, dirty, down, sleazy fucking sucks. Amazing guitar. Great fucking drums from Scott Ashton. Uh, just, oh, God. I mean, the, the way these two flow into each other, it's almost like one song, but it's, like, perfect. It takes a second interlude fucking down on the street is just about like being down and dirty hooking up fucking some fucking chicks and just primordial rock and roll and not that Pat Boone fucking Elvis Presley shit I'm, hey. talk, I'm talking down and dirty fucking Chuck Berry fucking dirty fucking nasty shit like yeah you're gonna fucking lick my ass too you bitch not like I love you my dear you know, this is dirty fucking rock and roll. I fucking love Loose. And Iggy is definitely going to stick it deep inside. What do you think, Ralph? Well, I got nothing here. I'm just going to say uh, it's the same thing I said about the first track, except this one has uh, doesn't keep the same riff over and over again. It's garage rock. Now, let me, you know, I got to say, I'm not into garage rock. I mean, I can handle Alice Cooper. I think they did garage rock great. Dallas Cooper band, but I'm not into this or like the MC5 and shit like that. Yeah, I, it's this, just not my thing. Th- th- this isn't as dangerous as sticks, huh? No, but it doesn't matter if it's dangerous or not. I mean, I can bring up bands that you like that aren't dangerous. But you know, what the fuck's with this dangerous shit? Hey, man, I'm just judging with my ears, not with, oh, who, who look how dangerous they are. Yeah, like Rat was really dangerous, right? Well. No. <laughs> but I like rat. <laughs> there you go. I know you do. And I'm like, come on, don't throw, don't throw, because you know me, I like a lot of pussy shit. But it has nothing to do with, you know, them being dangerous or not. It has to do with what it does to my ears. And, um, you know, I, look, I'm the type of person that'll say, hey, man, you can like what you like. I ain't going to think any different of you. But, you know, there are some examples. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule where I have to say, Really? And this is one of them. Wow. All right. Well, what do you think of the next song? TBI. TBI. You know, while while studying this, uh, by the time this song came on, I knew the shit wasn't going to change. Wow. I just don't get this at all. All I can say about this song is I don't like it. That's it. Wow. All right. To, To me, this is a fucking masterpiece. Uh fucking you know to me this is real fucking rock and roll real heavy metal real fucking punk rock you know this I mean this is before punk rock 
this is just fucking oh man I mean you listen to the other shit that's coming out in 1970 and listen to this shit and see the prototype and see what this did and what this inspired uh, you know I, I think that's another thing that shouldn't be understated is when this came out and what it did and how ahead of its fucking time it was I mean TBI and you hear the fucking scream when that shit kicks back in uh, yeah that is fucking. Oh, this this is. I'm 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 sorry. There's there's so much other shit that we love on this program, that that that, that we suck ass to, that is fucking vanilla as fuck, and this shit is real, real, fucking rock and roll, real fucking prototype punk, real fucking prototype metal. I, I, I mean, goddamn! To say you don't get TVI, dude, I don't understand that at all. Cause that's a fucking masterpiece. All right, dude. then I'll give you something to understand. I like Memory Remains. Now, do you get it? No. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll take the next one. It's called The Dirt, or just Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, I, it's not as good as the movie The Dirt. Uh, now they slow it down with this droning, bluesy type of song. Seven fucking minutes of this. I appreciate that at least, uh, you know, they change it up a bit here and there. But I was bored senseless listening to this song. And I did it twice. That's what I think. All right. The dirt. Or just dirt as it is. Uh, to me. This is real rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. Not some of that vanilla shit. Beautiful, dark. Uh, Doors-esque. I'll take this shit any day over the title track Black Sabbath. I mean, seriously. Like, like this one... Like, like, I love, love, love Black Sabbath. How much do they pay you to do this, Ian? I uh, know this is all ploy when I die. They'll be like, you know we paid Ian to say all that bullshit. No, no, no. Hey, dude, as much as I love Black Sabbath... I find the title track boring and monotonous, like how you probably find this track. Yeah, oh, definitely. Maybe, maybe if you find it really fucking boring, then yes, we agree. Well, no, 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 no. I wouldn't oh, say no, I, no, I find. Then, then, I, then, I no, find, no, we're different then. Okay, okay, we're different. No, I find this one perfect. This is a perfect dark fucking song. When I hear it, I feel it. I feel the despair, I feel the anger, I feel the, uh, just, I don't know, everything comes across perfect to me, and uh, it doesn't feel plotting, I mean, it, I, I definitely hear the influence, I definitely hear the doors on this one, but uh, uh, it, there's just a realness to this that I don't get from a lot of other music, and, I, and that's what I love about Iggy, is there's not... He's made a couple of sellout albums, I ain't gonna lie, dude, like, blah, blah, blah. That's a fucking sellout album. I still like it, but I know it's a sellout. I know it's, like, trying to, you know, appease the masses. This is not trying to appease the masses. This is just pure doing what you do and, and singing what you feel. And I actually love this fucking song. A fucking masterpiece. I love the dirt. Or okay. dirt. All right. Well, I'll take the next song, which is 1970, also known as "I Feel All Right." 
And uh, this one, you know, originally was its own song, I Feel Alright. And uh, then they changed it to 1970, which is kind of a follow-up to the song 1969 off their debut album. And uh, I, I love both of these, both of these. I will give a nod to 1969, but to me, 1970 is, oh, it's just a cunt hair below. I love it. It's got a great feel. Fucking Ron Ashton fucking kills it on this song. Uh, great, great fucking guitar work. And, uh, you know, that, that's the thing I haven't even got into as much as how awesome Ron Ashton is. I know a lot of you all suck the cock of fucking Ace Fraley. Uh, yeah. Which is the epitome of minimal talent, but, you know, he's got a cool vibe and he's got um, all this. I, I can fucking lick his balls while he's down my throat. There you go. Well, Ron Ashton, Ron Ashton is right there, like, not technically a gifted guitar player, but he has a feel and he has a sound uh, that is distinctly him and his own and I, I will take that any day over an Ingve Malmsteen. I will definitely take Ron Ashton and Ace Fraley over fucking Ingve Malmsteen any day of the week uh, because they have a sound, you know, a feel. And and Ron Ashton comes across perfect in this great song. I love 1970. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, it's the best song on the album. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not done bashing it, by the way. Uh, this one sounds like a filler on an Alice Cooper Band album, and I don't think it's great, but it is a passable song. And for this album, I think that's quite a feat for my shitty musical taste. All right, well, shitty musical taste, what do you think of the next song? Fun now, let me, let the me title prove, track. Let me prove my sh- shitty musical taste now. This is the worst song on here. Wow. Any song, Any song where the sax is a main riff, is garbage to me. Add music that's by, you know, to these ears, amateur hour. This is fucking horrible. I hate the title track. Thank you. Worst song on the album. All right. Fuck yeah. I love this song. Uh, to me, this is them channeling not only the Doors, but John Coltrane. And I love fucking saxophone, and I love the sax on this song. And it's a great mix of punk and jazz. I think it works absolutely perfect. I love Steve McKay's uh, saxophone playing on this. Uh, Amazing. I love, love this fucking title track. And uh, to me, it sums up everything that's great about this album. I really love this song. It, oh, God. Hard to pick a favorite track, man, because the first, I mean, Jesus Christ, the first whole side to me is perfect, and I love 1970. I love this one. Uh, hard hard to pick a favorite track, but this would definitely be up there. Definitely one of my fucking favorites. But uh, then we'll go into the last song, which is the one where I'll, I'll give everybody a pass on, and that's L.A. Blues. And L.A. Blues is definitely a cacophony of noise. It's uh, it's not a song per se. This is just this is just mass hysteria recorded in the studio. Uh, this is a band that's very drugged out, just doing what they're doing, and 
fucking the tape recorder is on. There's no song about this. I will fully admit that there's no song here. This is just the sound of a band self-destructing, you know, in the elements of, you know, being a Midwest band in the middle of L.A. and not knowing what the fuck, you know, is going on and just having fun. Uh, But it's not very tuneful. (laughs) So uh, I get that. But to me, in the context of listening to this album, it's so, like, chaotic to begin with. It almost makes sense, but I will fully admit this is a song I will skip when I'm listening to them. What do you think? Ryan? Yeah, is this even a song? You know, this literally sounds like a, a fucking group of fucking uh, people that you know, like you know, are a bunch of amputees throwing themselves on top of instruments, like moshing around and having people pick them up, like midget tossing inside a fucking rehearsal room. I like this. This, this is fucking. <laughs> this is just bad, man. It's just. Four minutes of fucking just something that you grab any people out of the street. Come here, let's go into this recording studio and just flop around on the fucking instruments. That's that's what this song sounds like. Look, to sum up Funhouse, look, this is how I'm going to sum it up. So maybe some of you insensitive uh, Stooges nerds, because trust me, if you're an insensitive Stooges nerd getting upset what I said, you're no different than Chris Nicks. Alright? I really don't see anything special about paintings of soup cans, okay? I don't give a fuck about Lou Reed shit, Velvet Underground, uh, MC5, all that crazy shit. I don't give... It does nothing for me. This is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I got to be honest. I got to tell you how I really feel. My buddy, Manuel, Manny K from the great band Electric Void, Total Sabbath Worship Band loves this album and I love Danny Q love him huge fan of uh, Funhouse he's always bragging that he has the vinyl I get it I know a lot of people love this shit I can't lie I gotta tell you man this to me it sounds like amateur hour it doesn't have it doesn't touch my soul man and that's what music's all about it's gotta touch your soul whether it's pussy shit like sticks or 70s REO, or ABBA, whatever the fuck, Immortal, you know? I can I can run the gamut, you know, Early Cannibal, Morbid Angel, you know, uh, fucking Shout at the Devil, you know? It's got to touch my fucking soul, man. Roxy just, Blue? No, I don't like Roxy Blue. That's Me the either. same shit. Isn't that the same shit as this, except more sophisticated? They put on fucking outfits and... And ties and shit. Fuck them. And you know who loves Roxy Blue? Cheap Trick. I love Cheap Trick. But I hate Roxy Blue. Fuck that band too. And uh, But, you know, I gotta say, I like I like Raw Power. So don't think I'm like some kind of Stooges hater. Or Iggy Pop hater. There's a lot. I love. I'm bored. I'm the chairman of the board. I'm the link in the log. Working like a dog. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, an Iggy, that's an Iggy Pop solo song. I love it too. I'm not an Iggy Pop hater, but man, this album, dude, and I, you know, I am so out of touch with the Stooges. I didn't realize this was their second album. There's another one before this. Yes. And it's the same shit. Well, uh, I want to be your dog. Okay, I know that song. Yeah, I know that song. Okay. All right, all right, I like that one. All right, I'll give that one up to them. But uh, yeah, there you go. That, that's me summing up this album. I don't like real rock and roll. I like Elvis Presley. Ah, oh, fair enough. 
All right. Well, uh, that is our review of uh, the Stooges Funhouse. This one was released in 1970. It was recorded on my birthday, May 11th through the 25th of 1970, released July 7th of 1970, produced by Don uh, Colucci. Uh, he was the guitar player, I mean, not guitar player, keyboard player for the Kingsman, who recorded Louie Louie. And uh, and he also stupid ass song. I love that fucking song. Uh, but uh, he he re-recorded a single version of uh, Down on the Street. Oh my god! And he added like like Kingsman, like Louis Louis keyboards to it. And whoo! I could only imagine, Ralph, if you heard that, because compared to the original, it's like oh my. god god what the fuck uh, but this is considered by a lot of people not Ralph but a legendary fucking album uh, and you know uh, let's just go right here people who say it's their favorite album of all time uh, Joey Ramone said it's his favorite album of all time Jack White Henry Rollins Buzz Osborne from the Melbourne uh, from the Melvins all say it's their favorite album of all time uh, so hey Dr. Fuck doesn't say it that's what counts to me there you go and I that's, love Joey Ramon there you go good for him there you go and that's one thing uh, that when the Ramones got together they were a group of uh, New Yorkers who all loved the Stooges so uh, but but Dr. Fuck doesn't like it so hey there's some people out there listen to it. You're either going to get it or you're not. Uh, you know, some people... I don't think anybody's going to be swayed that much. Either you love it or you don't. You get it or you don't. But it is the Stooges' Funhouse. And uh, any way you look at it, it's a landmark fucking album. Either a landmark piece of shit or landmark... Yeah, that's fucking rock and roll. And uh, anybody that doesn't like what I say, uh, uh, you know, I know you're going to write something down. Well, I'll reply to it now so I don't have to waste my time uh, later. Fuck you and your whore mom. Right. Awesome. And, and I, I love that because we're recording back-to-back episodes tonight, and I feel the same way on the next time we're going to talk about. So I don't care. So sh- shit happens. Nobody cares. It's a rock and metal combat podcast. No, there are people out there that get offended if you don't like what they like. Pussies. Yeah, yeah, they're called KISS fans. They're called pussies. Yeah, Insecure kiss. pussy fucknuts. Yeah, people like the elder. Uh, no, that that would be me. Oh, oh, oh that's oh, right. My bad. I, I kicked you off my page for saying better than the elder because I couldn't take it. <laughs> Calm down, Bill Wang. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck it. Uh, th- that that's enough for this. Let's go into the pick of the week. Ralph, you got a pick of the week? I actually do. Um, and I want to thank the lovely Sarah at that metal station. She uh, sent me a band called Waslom. W-O-S-L-O-M. They're from Brazil. They're thrash. And they're fucking amazing. They sing in English. And, well, at least she sent me their whole discography. I only heard Time to Rise. So that's the one I'm going to uh, suggest. 
God damn, is this good. Yeah. Really good shit. Waslum. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. W-O-S-L-O-M. Is it, is it thrash? Is it It's good. Good traditional thrash, yes. Oh, nice. nice. Fucking awesome. I love it. You know? It's got a little modern twist, you know, like more of a little modern thrash in it, but still thrash. It's got a lot of the old elements as well. Waslum. Time to Rise. Awesome. All right. Well, I definitely need to check that out then. All right. Well, my pick of the week is uh, for people who either already like this album or uh, people who've heard it, checked it out, and, and learned to love it. And that is 1970, The Complete Funhouse Sessions, which is a box set that uh, Rhino put out. Very uh, limited edition. It was like 3000 or so. But it is every part of the recording sessions of this album. It's over eight hours long. Fuck me. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't like it. But, uh, I, I mean, it's everything. It's like the talk in between the tracks, like where we're going to go with this, where we're going to go with that. It has every song on the album, uh, plus the single versions of Down on the Street and, uh, fuck, I forget the other one, but it was a single. But, uh, Cashmere. Yeah, Cashmere. But a very limited release. So if there's somebody who loves this album or has learned to love this album, if you want to hit me up, maybe through the magic of Mr. X, I could send it to you. Really? But it, Mr. X likes hipster shit? Yes. Yes, he loves it. He I loves did not it. know that. Yeah, no, big fan. Big fan. Uh, but yeah, if you want this, let me hit me up, let me know, and maybe I can put you in touch with Mr. X and I'll send it to you. But 1970, the complete Funhouse sessions, that is my pick of the week. Right on, bro. All right. Well, now we got to go into the fan of the week. And the fan of the week is the man who paid for this oh so long ago because we are getting back into the fan episodes. These are incredible listeners who uh, have been very patient through... uh, you know, computer breakdowns, nervous breakdowns, all kinds of breakdowns. Herpes. You know, yeah, herpes, simplex 10. Uh, you, you know. Gonorrhea. The whole gamut. Uh, Man, it's been a tough few months. It has. It has. Hemorrhoids. But we're back, and we thank you. Uh, Corey Robinson. Corey Robinson picked this one, and great, great fan of the show. Uh, always contributes to the Facebook page and uh, this was his pick and hey man it's been a while but thank you brother thank you for being patient and uh, I want to thank everybody who's contributed you know in the past and in the future because right now we're doing uh, contributions for the next Rock and Pod Expo and what we're doing is we're covering our own costs you know to get there and then everything else is going to go to the amazing Chris Sinzak to help him be able to put out proper promotion for the venue. Uh, you know, make sure everything works out right. And man, I want to thank everybody who contributes. Uh, means a lot. And right now we are going to knock out episode after episode for people who contribute to uh, last year's that hasn't been done yet we're going to knock you out first and then we're going going to go into the new ones but 
everything's up and running. Me and Ralph are back to fucking recording like crazy. And Our plan at the moment is to knock out all these ones that's been paid. So yes. all you that are going to pay now, you're going to get your show sooner than you think. Yes. Because we're, we're going to not, we, you know, it's only fair. We got to knock these out. We got a bunch of them, but Ian and I are going to be doing two shows and hopefully two shows a day. So we're yes. done with it. So that way, after that, every week, we're going to concentrate on the brand new ones and hit you guys up. So if you donate now, you'll get yours very soon. Promise. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're, we're not Vinnie Vincent here. We're, we're going to put out multiple episodes a week. We are going to knock shit out. So you're going to have a lot to keep up with. But everybody who's paid, we are going to honor everybody. Uh, so d- don't feel bad. If you, if you donated last year and you ha- haven't heard yours yet, it's coming. And the new ones, everything's going to come out in rapid succession. So get ready to download a shitload of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Oh, there's going to be several a week. And I also want to take the time to thank Corey for this because I know Corey is a fan of this album. And I know he's also a really cool dude that he won't be offended by what I say. So I don't have to say, fuck you and your whore mother, Corey. Because Corey's a cool dude. Yeah. And, and by the way, Ian, before we... I, I do want to talk a little more, but you know what I got here and you don't even know I have it? What you got? I got the promo for the Rock and Pod Expo 3. Oh, really? Yes, though it doesn't announce Dave Elson yet because he's brand new to the yes. roster. Yes. So let me just say it now. Dave Elson has been added to this. Here we go, Ian. Rock and Pod is back. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus. Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rock and Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rock and Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockandpod.com. So there you go, man. Rock and Pod 3 with Dave Elfson now. And, uh, and dude, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, Ian. I, I, think, I, I think you would agree with me, but uh, uh, I know most everybody will. It's kind of shitty they don't, not, they don't mention that Dr. Fuck is going to be there. It's like you think they'd want to sell more tickets. Well, that, 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 that's kind of a given, but, uh, you know, you got to understand, a lot of people don't want to be associated with Three Sides of the Coin. So. I was fired from Three Sides of the Coin. Oh, well, well, yeah. well that, could help, that could help our stature. Yeah, there but, you go. Come see Dr. Fuck, freshly fired from Three Sides of the Coin. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so you know that means he's legit. Yeah, too All legit right. to quit. All right, let's go. I, I didn't want to quit three sides. I was too legit, but they had to fire me. They had to let me go. Oh, I God. think it's because I was hitting on that chick too much. They have some like hot chick that does the show now and then. So well, they brought uh, her on. Uh, Tommy Summers? Yeah, her. And okay. uh, I was there fucking hitting on her the whole show. And I, I don't know. Man. 
And uh, I, they got they got a little offensive when I said I wanted to see her decapitated head in my freezer next to my mom's head. And I don't know. I kind of blew it with her when I said that too. Fuck. Yeah, I gotta admit she's a little prudish. Uh fucking bunch of goddamn fucking goddamn. What do you call them? Torpedo no, girls. No comment. I want my job back. And fuck scab kiss. All right, well, if you love this episode, come back next week when, once again, it's a fan-paid-for episode, and whoo, talk about uh, two sides of the coin. Holy shit, something Ralph loves and I cannot stand. But it's fan-paid-for, and we're going to give it its due respect. We're talking about Behemoth, the Satanist. Next Shit, it won't even be next week. It'll be very soon, next couple yeah. days. It'll be the same week on the Rocket yeah. Metal Combat Podcast. Fuck three sides.